Welcome to the May 30th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 30, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation of how much you truly love them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 30, beginning in verse 1. The words of Agur, the son of Jaki, his utterance, this man declared to Ithiel, to Ithiel and Ucal, Surely I am more stupid than any man, and do not have the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom, nor have knowledge of the Holy One, who has ascended into heaven or descended, who has gathered the wind in his fists, who has bound the waters in a garment, who has established all the ends of the earth. What is his name, and what is his son's name, if you know? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and profane the name of my God. Do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you, and you be found guilty. There is a generation that curses its father, and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords, and whose fangs are like knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, and the needy from among men. The leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens of the valley will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a virgin. This is the way of an adulterous woman. 
She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. For three things the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four it cannot bear up. For a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, a hateful woman when she is married, and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. There are three things which are majestic in pace, yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion, which is mighty among beasts, and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth, for as the churning of milk produces butter, and wringing of the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. Today we are going to take a closer look at verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. When I think of verse 5, I can't help but think about Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. And we will be looking at John chapter 10 today. But before we begin in John... I'd like to go to the Old Testament, because in the Old Testament, if you recall in an earlier podcast, I mentioned that Jesus is found in every book in the Bible. In John chapter 10, Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd. But if we go back to the book of Ezekiel in chapter 34... In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, it says, God, the true shepherd. Now, I need to remind some of you that this is the Old Testament. So at this time, Jesus was not yet here. So in the Old Testament, they only talk about God and not Jesus. But this is a prophecy that is prophesying the coming of Jesus. And let me remind you that the book of Ezekiel, when he became a prophet and actually began prophesying in the Old Testament, it was about 575 years prior to the birth of Jesus. But I think when you listen to chapter 34, beginning in verse 11 of Ezekiel, this will sound an awful lock like John chapter 10. Listen carefully, beginning in verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, 
I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold, and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost, and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong, and feed them in judgment. Now that was a prophecy about 575 years before Jesus was born. I think that sounds an awful lot like Jesus. Jesus is the shepherd. He is looking for the sheep that are lost, and those are the souls of this earth. If we have given our heart to him, then we are in the fold. For those people who have yet to do that, they are out of the fold. Now, let's take a look at John chapter 10. And in John chapter 10, beginning in verse 7, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And here we're talking about Satan. Satan will do anything he can to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. Anything that you have on your heart, any dreams and aspirations and goals, he is going to try to steal it from you or to kill you or to destroy you so that you will never accomplish what you are meant to accomplish. But let's look at the second part of verse 10. I have come, this is Jesus, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That is the goal and aspiration of Jesus, is that not only do we have life, but that we have it more abundantly. We are to prosper in every area of our lives. 
Let's go on to verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. He says it again. He says it again so that we may understand how serious he is about anyone who is lost and in need of the Savior. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Friends, let me tell you what that means. Originally, he was only meant to bring forth life to the Israelites, to the Jewish people. But here, when he says, I have sheep I, which are not of this fold, he is talking to the Gentiles. He is talking to all the people of the world that are not Jewish people. So he realized it's not only the Jewish people that have need of a Savior, the Gentiles also have need of a Savior. And at the end of that verse in 16, it says, And there will be one flock and one shepherd. So Jesus is now the shepherd over all of the Jewish people, as well as all of the people that are not Jewish. In other words, all of the people on earth. I want to go to very quickly to Psalm 23, because this is David's revelation. But let me remind you, sometimes when we read Psalms, we also tend to think about Jesus. But I want to make this perfectly clear. Psalms was written before Jesus had arrived. So when King David is writing Psalm 23, he is not making reference to Jesus here. He is making reference to God. Remember the very, very first podcast, and if anyone listening today, if they have just begun listening to these podcasts, I really suggest you go back to my very first podcast on April 1st, because I make it very clear in that podcast that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they have like equal signs in between them. They basically are exactly the same. And it's easy to say that God is above them. True, God is the Father. He was the originator, but Jesus was there with him. So basically, all three are there. The Bible also makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit is the teacher. But all three of them, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, dwells inside 
each one of us who have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Please close your eyes if you have the ability to do this. If you're sitting in a chair, please close your eyes and meditate on these verses when I read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And I sure like verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. That is so rich. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If I have anyone listening to this podcast today, this would be an opportune time for you to repeat this prayer after me and enter the family of God. If you would be so kind, please repeat this simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus down to earth. Jesus, thank you that you set an example for how we are to live our lives here on earth. Even though you lived here for 33 years and were tempted in all ways, as are we, you never sinned. Thank you for setting an example for us. But even though you never sinned, you were willing to die on a cross. That was brutal. So that we, anyone listening to this podcast today, anyone listening to this podcast today, would have all of their sins forgiven. Jesus, thank you for dying for me and saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if there's anyone who said that prayer today, please reach out to me and let me know. Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Before we close today, I would like to thank anyone who has made a decision to follow me on a daily basis. I know there's not many of you yet, but if you truly are enjoying these podcasts, I am asking you, share this with your friends. Share this with the people that you care about most. Let them know that God is impacting your life through these podcasts. 
I encourage you to do that. Now, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.